right. Good Sunday morning. It's your girl, Jackie R. Hot Mobile Technology for Out and About. Uh, and I am presenting today my cybersecurity uh, podcast. And today's subject is going to be Instagram scams and Facebook security. I have a special guest with me. Her name is Sue Cerna, and she is the CEO of Cerna Social, a social media consulting agency focused on social media strategy, governance, risk, and security. So she fit right in with me with my cybersecurity. She is one of the nation's top experts on social security, uh, social security, social media <laughs> <laughs> I'm aging myself on social media and has spent nearly nine years leading the global social media program at Carhill. And Carhill is the largest private company in the United States. Now, Sue is well-versed in all areas of social media and is an expert on creating compelling content on for digital audiences. And so welcome, Sue. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. But just sweetie sweet. <laughs> uh, we have been married so long that we just kind of go, oh, it's Valentine's Day. We don't <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. You know, and I tell you, I met Sue uh, on the uh, DWEN, which is the Dale Women's Entrepreneurial Network or Enterprising Network. And um, we just kind of hit it off when we recognized that we were probably in the same industry. She's doing some of the same things I'm doing and I'm doing some of the same things she's doing. And one thing that we want to do as women and as entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs or solopreneurs uh, is find those people that you can partner with that share your same ideas and then you can reach a larger span of your audience uh, by sharing. And so I have been working on cybersecurity uh, since January because it has become a serious issue when it comes to not only uh, government entities, we always hear, Sue, about uh, the government being hacked or we hear about large corporations being hacked like uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, for instance. Um, and, and they say that the data has been breached and information has been stolen. And a lot of times we down on this level feel a little immune because we're small, we feel, we feel like we're small fry. Mm. But you hear of situations where uh, somebody might say, you know what, I got an email or a text message that uh, said that my uh, bank account had been compromised and I need to dial this number or I need to click this link and people are uh, caught up in a sense of urgency and they respond to it. And then the next thing you know, their uh, identity has been stolen or money has been stolen out of their bank account, um, which happened to somebody that's close to me and this particular person lost forty thousand dollars oh yeah oh. forty thousand that's um, awful that's okay so that's why it's even more important sue that you and i share with people 
uh, uh, what cybersecurity or cyber attacks, what it is, uh, define it, yep. uh, and share with ways that people can protect themselves um, at this particular uh, level. I'm bring out my smartphone because the thing of it is we need to be smarter than our phone. Yes. And that's my take. It's harder and harder nowadays. It is, it is getting harder and harder. So tell me, uh, when you were at Car Hill, I mean, some of the things that you were doing and how how working with such a large company then make you decide you want to get out here and become an yeah. entrepreneur and do your own thing? So one thing folks, uh, and thank you again for having me, but one thing folks need to really understand is companies that are really big companies and have lots of brands or have a global footprint. Cargill operates in 70 countries, for instance. You know, we had 160,000 employees. Um, you know, companies that operate social at that scale are managing hundreds or even thousands of social media accounts, right? So you think you have trouble keeping up with your one Facebook and your one Instagram, try doing it for a couple hundred accounts, right? And that's really where the need for social media governance for companies comes into play, right? What are What is your standard operating procedure for when somebody leaves the company, right? How do you make sure that they don't have access anymore? How do you make sure that you've changed the password, right? Some things like that are really basic, you know, password management. You shouldn't be keeping your passwords in a list in a Word document or an Excel file that is completely unsecure or even uh, a password protected PDF, right? Because what do you do? You email the PDF and the password to someone so they can access it. Not safe, right? right. So there's fundamentals like that that companies have to worry about. But it, the, the rabbit hole goes really deep when you start considering all the different platforms all the ways that access are, is given to different people, all the different ways that uh, you can have a breach, you know, and then there's kind of workflow, right? You know, those instances where someone who legitimately has access to that account accidentally tweets something from the company account and they thought they were on their personal account because they're just doing it on their phone. There's governance uh, procedures and processes you can put in place to avoid stuff like that happening as well. Well, you know, uh, in talking about at the corporate level or the or even the small company level, um, when we talk about cyber attacks and people don't understand that there may be something that they're doing that causes it, and it could be something as simple as downloading some software, you opening know, an attachment, yes, with an with an attachment, or you just you know you're working on a project. And there's an application that you feel that you need that will enhance that project and you're on company time and you just go out to a website and download some software. It could be totally innocent. But if that company does not have security processes in place to prevent you from downloading um, software, then that opens you up to having a, a cyber attack. And that's what criminals right. are, are banking on. Well, and I'd like to make two points there. One is, um, I don't know if folks heard about the incident in Florida around the Super Bowl, where there was a water treatment plant that got yes. in the area, right? That water treatment plant was probably not the most obvious choice of target for a cyber criminal, right? Like they could have gone after the team's social media account, or they could have gone after something bigger, but they went after a small target on purpose because they knew it would be less well protected, right? Exactly. Uh, so just because you're small, to your point, does not mean that you're not a target. And my second point here is real quick, you know, 
cyber criminals target the easiest targets always they they don't try to make it hard for themselves so if you haven't done anything to protect yourself or your company you are an easy target for them and don't right. be an easy target right right and that that brings me to um instagram because i know um so on social media you know, these companies start these little uh, programs like Instagram, you know, that's been around for several years and it starts out small, okay? And they may not have a lot of uh, security uh, uh, processes in place because they're starting out small. But then yeah. as it starts to grow, um, then these scammers, these people who are after you recognize that you may feel like, uh, Instagram has the security uh, processes in place to protect you. And so you're not as protected within your own mind um, to do things that you need to do as an individual. And um, that's why I want to talk about this Instagram, how, to, how people are being scammed on Instagram because cyber criminals now recognize that unless you have a private account, then you're open up to whoever can get to your feet. So let me ask you this, Sue, because this this just this bothered me a lot. As Instagram started to grow, you had the opportunity to invite people to be on your plat on your feed. Okay, mm -hmm. how is it that all of a sudden you open up your Instagram account and you th see things scrolling from people that you? you don't even know who they are or companies. You don't know, when did I sign up for this? How did they get into my feed? Yeah, Other than the people that I have uh, given permission to follow me. Yep, great question. So you're a hundred percent right. The point is worth emphasizing on, especially Instagram and Twitter. If you have a, unless you have a private account Anyone can go look at your page. They can go look at your feed. They don't even need an Instagram account themselves. They can just type the web address into their web browser and look at your page, right? So everything you post is 100% public. That's the first thing to remember, right? So be careful what you post, number one. Um, number two, you know, the, the things that you didn't sign up for that you see in your feed are there for one of two reasons. One is it's a company that paid to place that ad in your feed. You are part of their temp target demographic and they, they are paying to serve that ad to you. It's the same way it works on Facebook because remember Facebook owns Instagram. So it's actually the same ad in a lot of cases. Um, and so if it's a company, the trick to identifying it as an ad is there will be a little gray word that says sponsored somewhere on that ad. And that means ad, right? So if you see something from a company or a brand or a product that you didn't sign up for, chances are very high that's an ad. Now, the other thing is the Facebook slash Instagram algorithm, which we've all heard about, right? right? They're constantly juking the algorithm. They're constantly trying to predict, here's something that Jackie would find interesting based on all the things we know about Jackie, right? And so sometimes Facebook slash Instagram jukes the algorithm and serves you up something you didn't sign up for because they're trying to test whether you're interested in it 
or they believe you're going to be interested in it. So perfect example, I do a lot of jigsaw puzzles to keep myself busy in these these COVID times. And so I my Facebook and Instagram feed are flooded with jigsaw puzzle ads, you know, and so how did they put that together? Probably because I use the puzzle piece emoji a lot, or maybe I once used like hashtag puzzle or something. Right. But, you know, they have figured out that I'm into jigsaw puzzles and now I get tons of ads for jigsaw puzzles. Big surprise, right? So that's that's your footprint. When people, when the people talk about footprint and you need to understand wherever you're clicking, that's being recorded, that becomes your footprint as you are navigating through the internet. Because the same thing happened to me for our Friday night happy hour. I did a Google search on um, uh, hot toddies. Then all of a sudden I'm flooded with recipes for hot toddies, okay? I only went to one web one website. And so those are what are called algorithms. And you're right. People are have the ability to go to whether it's your Facebook page and put in the URL. Uh, if you're not private, if you, if you have not set parameters for just your friends to be able to see your page, then you have opened yourself up to the www. And the www is the World Wide Web. Okay. Yeah. And so we as Americans should not feel like that's just limited to the USA. No. If it says worldwide, that means worldwide. Um, and so these criminals have evolved in that they have uh, uh, found different ways to scam you. And I think uh, I did a podcast too on Thursday about romance scams mm-hmm. because it's, it's uh, Valentine's. And what these scammers are banking on is your emotion. Yes. Okay? Um, and for like the romance scam is one of the scams that are taking place on uh, Instagram. And that is where people uh, text you or, or send you messages um, with wording that tugs at your heartstring. Because if you are one of those people that didn't get a, a card, you didn't get any flowers, you did, and you're you're yearning for that. You want, you want some romance. You want some romance. You want some romance, and boom, there it is, uh, in your DM, right? Yes. So, so the key though is, if it's more than just words, then you need to consider that it's a scam, especially if someone is asking for money. Yeah. Money, personal information. Oh, yep. personal uh, information. Um, and then there's the lottery scams where they'll send you a DM or or they might uh, uh, scroll through your news feed and say that you have won uh, the lottery. Okay, well, if I won the lottery, I think the lottery people will tell me that I won the lottery. But if I didn't buy a lottery ticket, how did I win the lottery? Okay, and so the only way you can get your winnings is to send some money, okay? So to get 10,000, you need to send us 100. Right. And I think, Sue, it's like, okay, why aren't these people thinking about the ramifications of if I send money on the promise of getting money, but I need my money. A lot of these people, they need their money. Yep. Okay, then there's job frauds. um, Right. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, so the pandemic has me working from home or I lost my job. Yeah. And 
I need to have a way to make money. So I'm going to work from home and working from home. I mean, that scam has been around for a long time, even before the pandemic. Yep. And so people need to be careful when somebody's offering you a job, but they want you to pay to get the information or they want you to share your account, your bank account information so that they can deposit your payroll check into your account. No, you can well, spend that yourself. You know, a lot of times in the employment realm, um, scammers will conduct a job interview with you, you know, and seem like they're a legitimate recruiter for a big company, um, but they are they are looking for personal information to steal, right? Right. They, you know, they want you to hand over your phone number and your email and your date of birth and your social security number, um, you know, and it's a lot of people get duped by those things. Um, so best advice there is, you know, you can always contact the company itself and find out if the person is legitimate. And if they're asking you to send email to like at gmail.com email addresses. Exactly. You know, no going to ask you for that. They're going to give you their cargo.com email address, right? Exactly. Um, so suspicion is a really important thing in this whole conversation. You have to be suspicious. And I think people people especially people who didn't grow up in a digital age um tend to for some reason not see it as the same as an in-person interaction you know if somebody walked up to you on the street and said give me your driver's license and your social security number you'd be like dude go away right, right. but for some reason when it's online people don't have that same level of of guard right Right. Um, and also, when you mentioned those things that they ask you for, you need to be careful, too, if they ask you to send a, a copy of your passport. Mm -hmm. OK, you know, you could get duped into thinking you're going to du Dubai. OK, <laughs> now that's a romantic place to want to be in, in in Dubai. OK, but you need a passport to get to Dubai. So people asking you for these types of personal information, like you said, and their email addresses at Gmail, at yep. Hotmail. OK, yep. yep. It, look, be suspicious. Be very, very, very suspicious. Um, and then there's the false investment scams where uh, you're going to try to convince me that if I uh, invest $100, then I can make 10 times or three times or four times as much as that $100. And I think, uh, Sue, you have the haves and the have-nots. Sure. And have-nots are always looking at the haves and aspiring to want to have what the haves have, although you a have-not. Okay. <laughs> right. Instead of finding legitimate ways to increase your territory or increase your revenue, you want, you get caught up in these get-rich-quick schemes, yeah. okay? And people can dupe you out of your money. And I think the, the uh, recurring theme here is look at the email addresses that these things are coming from. Yes, yes. If they're supposed to be representing a company, the email address will be from the company. Yep, or Google the phone number they give you, right? Google phone number, right. If there is a URL that's attached to it, uh, if you click on it, you could be setting yourself up to uh, being attacked or your information stolen. So what we say, and you may agree with this, Sue, is copy it and paste it into an incognito browser. And let's see exactly 
where that URL will, will take you. Again, these are things that you have to stop, drop, and think. Yes. Don't just blindly click things, right? right. Don't like, blindly click. You know, my general rule, the incognito uh, tip is a good one. You know, my general rule of thumb is I never click on anything if I don't recognize the sender, right? You know, if it's in any way suspicious, even if it looks like it comes from a company I do business with, right? You know, I never click on a link until I investigate where did that email come from? What, you know, what are they asking me to do, right? And on occasion, calling the company and going, is this legitimate? You know, a lot of times you can tell right off the bat with just a couple clicks that it's not. Right. And I think that's 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 what we talked about um, in one of my other uh, uh, podcasts is uh, fishing and smishing. Yes, smishing. Uh, <laughs> my, 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 my friend that lost the $40,000, he got smished. Mm-hmm. Okay, he got a text message that said that, his bank account had been compromised and that he needed to call a phone number that was in the text message. So he called the phone number, Sue, and the line was busy. So Mm -hmm. he called back a second time and the line was busy the second time, okay? So he went to his bank to speak to his bank officer. While waiting, he called his carrier. And Mm -hmm. the carrier said, well, we're looking at your account and we see you have added another telephone number within Uh, the last few minutes. So by him dialing that number, it activated that he had added this phone number to his account. Well, he took care of that, went back to the office, Sue, and something told him, let me call my other bank. uh And when he called the other bank, within that time frame, these people were able to get $42,000 out of his account it's all electronic now it's instantaneous you know it's it doesn't take them long once they have access right right Right. oh okay what about this one this one just was the other day kevin hart had a personal assistant or a personal shopper uh and he was able to somehow add the credit card that Kevin had given him to go shopping, right? He added that credit card to his bank account. Oh, <laughs> and when he added that credit card to his bank account, all of a sudden his account received all this money. Yeah. Okay. It, it transferred this money or however he did it. And this fool, Sue, went out and bought a million dollars. <laughs> Girl, a million dollars worth the stuff okay and so we have to be diligent yes. in terms of the people that we are dealing with and the people who we think we can can trust it's, it boils down to you as the individual are not immune to what could possibly happen yes okay now we're still talking about instagram and this one particular scam um, is really important because it has to do with influencer sponsors. Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, I'm old school, Sue. So we didn't call them influencers uh, back in the day. We called them connectors. Yeah. And connectors, like influencers, are people who know a whole bunch of other people to where if you need something or you need to be introduced to somebody, you get with the connector or you get with the influencer. And so on social media, 
people have uh, established themselves as influencers because they went from 10,000 followers to 100,000 followers to 500,000 followers. Yep. So for an advertiser, okay, you got that many people. Okay, we're going to send you a free pair of tennis shoes so you can promote our brand. Or mm-hmm. we're going to send you a free pair of uh, uh, headphones so you can promote our brand. Now, right. you you get an email or get something from a, a, a brand that you think is legitimate and you provide your personal information, your bank account information so they can start dropping funds into your account. That's a scam. Yep. Okay. Have you, what's your experience about the influencers? Well, I have a lot of things to say about influencers, but in the context of this discussion, first people need to understand the biggest influencers on the planet are paid tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars to be an influencer for a brand. Brands not only give them free stuff to promote, they pay them. And in some cases really, really well, right? And so if someone comes at you and goes, I think you're an influencer, I wanna give you free stuff and money, right? First of all, there's going to be a legal negotiation. There's going to be a contract. There's going to be stuff to review. There's going to be terms of the agreement, right? If you are not asked to do any of that stuff, <laughs> and then again, the email, yeah, like here, let me just give you money and stuff. No, that it doesn't work that way, right? right? And so you have to understand that a legitimate influencer offer from a company is coming with the contract. It's coming with a legitimate paycheck. It's coming with documentation. It's coming with, uh, you know, a person who's offering it to you that you can Google and find that they work for that company. Right. Right. Um, do not just blindly go like, Oh, they want me to be an influencer. Ta-da. Like, I mean it yay for you, but it might not be true. Right. So exactly. like, be suspicious, especially if it is just like, there's no process and I'm just going to give you stuff and money. That is probably not legit. And you know for yourself that you only have, what, a thousand followers. Okay, what made you an influencer? So you know within yourself that something is not right. Uh, but again, you're being duped because for some reason that emo- they're tugging at that emotion and they're counting on the fact that you're not thinking or processing the information. You're just seeing stars. You're just seeing dollar bills. Everybody wants to be an influencer, right? Right. To get free stuff. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, that's, 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 you need to be aware about the, um, the influencers. So, okay, Sue, that's pretty much it about, um, Instagram. You touched on, um, changing your passwords, changing your passwords often. And I know people can be lazy, Sue, and want to use the same password across yeah. their whole social media platform. Not yeah. so much that they're lazy. It's just, it's easy. Oh, we all have 800 passwords we're trying to remember. It, I can't. Trying to remember. Um, but, you know, you can either use a password, a locker uh, within your um a system, whether it's a laptop or your phone, where you store your passwords. But I always say, what if the internet goes out? No, and I don't. What if the electricity out? goes out? You can't get to it. I don't trust them, honestly, because, you know, I think there have been lots of breaches where your information is in one of those lockers and they just, you know, all of a sudden you've had a, multiple breaches across your platforms, right? Like, you, you know that it had to get leaked from somewhere. My personal preference is to sign up for a service like LastPass 
Um, if it, no one has ever heard of LastPass, it is a encrypted password system where you have to have one master password to remember, just one. And then that gets you into all your passwords for everything What's else. What's it called, Sue? It's called LastPass. Is that L-A-S-T? Yep, LastPass. And they, um, they have a free model. So if you're a business and you're doing it for your whole business, you would need to pay them. But if you're just an individual, you can sign up for a free account. Um, and so I highly recommend that folks use a tool like LastPass. There's a couple of them. Okay. Uh, but that is more secure than your lockers uh, on like Chrome or whatever, or on Apple, um, because it is a fully encrypted system and they also can flag for you when there are security breaches so you can change your password. Okay, because uh, I use uh, Lookout. Are you familiar with Lookout? Yep, that's another Lookout one. Lookout will send me a, so will tell me, okay, you've been breached. Yep. Uh, and so. Yep. Or Keeper Security. And these systems also flag for you when you are reusing passwords to your own detriment, right? They can say, hey, this password over here on whatever, fill in the blank, Instagram, we think it was compromised and we see that you're using that same password in three other places. Let's change them all, right? LastPass does that. LastPass does that as well. Okay, because see, now it's, it's, it's the, still the beginning of February, especially for small businesses. Now is the time to evaluate, you know, your passwords, um, what have you signed up for? You know, you may have signed up for something um, in the summer of last year. You're not even using that exactly. particular website anymore, but you got a user ID and a password over there. Exactly. Uh, um, be careful about doing unsubscribes um, because a lot of times when you do unsubscribe, to, me, to, to them, that means that's a legitimate email and you might, your email address might get uh, uh, sold um, to uh, another uh, scammer or to uh, another group. So I like to go to the actual website itself and do support um, yes. and ask them to remove me. Because a lot of times when you do the unsubscribe, they don't unsubscribe, you still continue to get um, e emails. Yep. Um, what about, what about um, two, two factor, two factor and um, multi, multifaceted authentication? Yeah, I mean, anything, t 2FA, two factor authentication, right? People in the business call it 2FA and MFA, multi-factor. Um, all of those are systems where, just for folks who may not know, right? So two-factor authentication is like, when you log into your Facebook account, it then insists on text messaging you that numerical code that you punch in to verify that it's really you, right? Because you got the code off your cell phone. It's an extra layer of protection for someone who's logging into your account, right? So if you're a scammer and I, for some reason, got a hold of your Facebook login, right? That's another layer of protection for you because the scammer is not going to have access to your cell phone, hopefully, um, and therefore they won't be able to complete the system, right? They won't be able to complete that code and actually get into your account. I highly recommend everybody turn two-factor on for all their social media platforms. It is just an extra layer of protection. And yeah, it's a little annoying sometimes to have to go through that process, you know, as an extra step, but it is by far more secure. You're right about uh, being annoying because, you know, when you first use it, 
you know, that means that if, and especially if you're in a hurry and try to log in, you got to wait for it to send a code to your phone. And then you'd use that co a code to actually type it in so that you can get in. Um, I know I use Zoho uh, online collaboration tools and I have the uh, two-factor authentication. And, and if you don't remember what your code is, then you can't get in. Yep. You just cannot get in. You have to contact support. Um, but they do offer you some, uh, um, uh, I forgot my code, uh, codes yeah. that you need to store offline somewhere so that you can use it to get back into your account. Because yeah. you can't, if you don't know the code, it will not let you in. The platforms are getting smarter about this over time. You know, there is a thing in Twitter and deep in the settings, you can poke around in the settings where they give you a couple of those codes that are kind of like store these somewhere else. This is your master code to get back in if you ever really, really get locked out. You know, the other thing is that all of the platforms have um, have ways that you can go through support if you really, truly get locked out of your account to get back in. Right. But it is it is foolish to me to not take advantage of security features that inherently make your account more secure if they are available to you. Absolutely. Especially nowadays. Okay. Again, you know, you hear the stories about the water treatment plant. Okay. Well, small. Yes. But the first thing that came to my mind was that they were not using uh, uh, cyber hygiene. Oh, Okay. <laughs> they were not, they were not clean. They were not clean. And the um, only reason it was caught so quickly was because the guy literally saw it happen on his screen and went and told people, you know, exactly, exactly. Okay. So now I think, um, that pretty much does it for Instagram. Um, and I hope that people will recognize that, you know, there are ways that you can protect yourself. Now you mentioned it, that Facebook owns, Instagram that happened what the last couple of years or so two or three years ago yeah okay so talk about let's talk about Facebook let's talk about Facebook security yep so Facebook security is fascinating <laughs> and it's also complicated right remember that Facebook is one of the older social media platforms it's also um, the most popular one still to this day, just in terms of sheer numbers, right? And it is also, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, the most profitable one. They have the most money to play with by far, right? So Facebook bought Instagram a couple of years ago. For those who aren't paying attention to these things, they also bought WhatsApp. So if you think you're safe on WhatsApp, think again, because it's coming, right? Just like Facebook integrated Instagram into Facebook's universe over the last couple of years, the same thing's going to happen to WhatsApp. So you're going to start seeing ads on WhatsApp. You're going to start seeing other things. It's going to be different. And in terms of privacy, I mean, let's be very honest. I don't really trust Facebook farther than I can throw it, right? When yeah, it comes right. to my security. So be mindful again of what you're putting there. I know that people think WhatsApp is secure and safe and encrypted, and it is but it's also owned by Facebook and you got to keep that in the back of your head now. So anyway, back to Facebook security. Absolutely. People should turn on two factor. If you haven't done it already, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, the other thing that I like to advise people to do regularly is to go into the settings. Um, I, I made myself a note because I knew that I would forget how to do this. So you go to your profile 
and then you go to the section called apps and websites. And when you look there, it will show you all of the different apps and websites that you have given permission to access your Facebook profile, right? Yeah. Now you guys know how this works. It is like, you wanna log into something and it says you can log in with Facebook and you right. click the handy button and like off you go, right? Um, or it says, you know, I wanna play Candy Crush Saga, give this access to my Facebook so I can play with Facebook, right? all fine but the thing that happens to people is that you forget that you've given all of these apps permission to be working through your facebook page and quite honestly most people don't read the terms and conditions they just check the box and go fine right so these apps even though they don't really need it are accessing your friends list your interest list your bio information anything like i mean you'd be amazed like your camera yes <laughs> These apps need this much access and they ask you for, you know, 18 times that amount of access just because they can. Right. And most people grant it to them because they don't pay attention, right? So periodically, like put a reminder in your calendar. You should be going into these settings and looking at what really has access to your Facebook page. Right. And you can also do it on Instagram and Twitter um, and removing things that don't truly need to have access to your account. I just did this the other day because I was looking up where the setting was and I, I took my list that was like six or seven things down to two, you know, there were only two things there that really needed access. Correct. So that's a huge thing, you know, and when you think about how hacks happen, a lot of times they happen through one of these third party tools or platforms that has way less security than Facebook itself, right? The, right. the criminals use that thing as the access point to your Facebook page because you have granted it access, right? Giving it permission. Yes. Right. So a lot of times these hacks come through a different tool or platform and make their way into Facebook via that connection. And you have to understand that. So being really vigilant about what you are permitting to have access to your data is a really important way to protect yourself on Facebook. Okay. So repeat that. It's because settings... Yep. You settings. go up here, profile you go in any, any app and go to settings. Yep. So in Facebook, go to settings and settings. then what suit? And then apps and websites. Apps and websites off of settings. Yep. And yep. then look at all the places that you've given permission. Exactly. And okay. it, there's little check boxes and you just click remove, right? Okay. Okay. Yep. That's, so that's definitely number one. You know, I would also encourage people to turn off their active status, right? So settings privacy, activity status, that's how you get to it. Um, that's the thing that shows people when you're online active on Facebook, where you get the green dot, you know? Um, I don't like to tell people when I'm active online. First of all, it would be admitting how much I'm active online. But secondly, you know, I don't like to disclose that. I don't think people need to know when I'm surfing Facebook, right? You know, right. so in terms of people stalking you, you know, like, don't let them just turn it off. And then people won't know you're a little more incognito there. Right. Right. Um, so I definitely would do that. Um, you know, can I repeat how to get get there again? So yep, you go to settings. settings. Yep. And then you go to privacy. And then you go to activity status within. Okay. Privacy. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I would also say for people, you know, just be really mindful. I get a lot of requests from people that I don't know, you know, because I'm kind of, 
out there talking about myself a lot, right? When you get a friend request and you don't recognize that person, do not just accept their friend request, number one, right? Um, number two, if you're like, who is this person? Um, you know, you can click on their profile before you have accepted or declined their uh, request. And there are really some key things, right? Number one for me is, do, does this person know anyone else that I know? Do we have mutual friends, right? You can see that. If I have zero mutual friends with this person, that's a red flag, right? Right. Um, then I look at their profile and very often I see things that are like, they've uploaded- No picture. No, yeah. no, no, no picture or all they've uploaded is their one picture and it's like a brand new Facebook account, right? That's a red flag too. So all of those, you know, use your best discretion. If you don't really know who the person is and go like, yes, I want to be friends with that person on Facebook, do not accept, decline that invitation. The worst thing that's going to happen is someday you see that person in real life and they go, how come you didn't accept my Facebook invitation? And you go, oh, dude, I didn't recognize that that was you. I'm sorry. Send it to me again. Right, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, do not accept any requests from people you do not know, okay? Like that seems so basic, but people fall into that trap all the time. You think okay. it's because they're number chasing, you know, people wanna to, want to have the, the okay, I've got 5,000 friends, okay? Because uh, I know at one time, you know, when you were trying to be an influencer, um, the brand would look at how many numbers of people you have as followers on Facebook, on yeah. your Twitter account. And so I think at one point people were just, yeah, come on in, come on in so that they could see their numbers rise. I think on Facebook less so now, but on Instagram, definitely. Yes. It's like that still, especially if someone aspires to be an influencer or something like that. Right. Definitely. You know, you also have to just pay attention, right? If you follow someone, and they immediately follow you back or they follow you like immediately after interacting with you. A lot of times that's not even a real person. It can be a bot account. Right? Yeah. A robot, right? You know, and so again, you just have to be very wary. Just, I mean, and this, I live in Minnesota, right? Minnesota nice is a real thing. You don't <laughs> it's very cold here right now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you don't have to be that nice on your own social media, right? Like just because someone follows you does not mean you have to follow them I'll back. back. Right. You no. Know? Um, and so protecting yourself really comes down to taking a firm control of what your social media network looks like, right? And having the courage to say like, I don't know this person, so I'm not gonna accept or that person followed me and that's nice, but I'm not going to follow them back. You know? Correct. <laughs> Um, I would also highly recommend checking your login activity. So um, again, you go to settings and then security, and it will show you a list of all the places you're logged into your Facebook account, all the different devices you're on, because, you know, all of us are logged into our Facebook account on our phone and our computer and our iPad, right? So you can actually look at the list of where you're logged in and remove the access if you don't recognize any of the devices, right? So that's another good place to be checking periodically. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Sue, those are all great tips, step-by-step -step tips that I know people need um, um, other than just to be lectured on, you know, cybersecurity. It's helpful to, to show people exactly how they can 
add some parameters to protect themselves. And so I really, really, really appreciate you uh, coming online with me on Sunday. I'm happy to Valentine's Day uh, to talk about uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, uh, security um, and uh, settings and how you can protect yourself. And so I'm going to end this show, but before I do that, I'm going to show people where you are. So let me go over here for a second and do the share my screen thingy. And I believe is this one. So I'm going to share that. So if you're looking for a CERNA social, there's, there's Sue. Sue, can you see that? Yep. All right. There's a CERNA social at S-E-R-N-A-S-O-C-I-A-L.com. And that's Sue um, right there. Go and check her out. Um, and when I post this, I will also have her contact uh, information on her other social media platforms. And then you can also go out to my website here at hotandmobile.com, H-O-T-A-N-D-M-O-B-I-L-E.com. And here are the uh, uh, Be Smarter Than Your Phone cybersecurity series where we talk about spam and phishing, uh, smartphone security, uh, coronavirus, charity scams, and things of that nature. And so uh, there's a lot of information out here that's available to you to protect yourself from cybersecurity. And so, Sue, I really, really appreciate you coming oh, thank on. You very thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys, you got any final words you'd like to say, Sue? No, just be be vigilant out there and 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 be suspicious. Yes, yes. Don't be like on TikTok that this is don't be suspicious. Don't <laughs> no, you want to be suspicious. And TikTok is another one. We'll talk about that another time as these uh platforms start to grow, the uh thieves, you know, find ways of uh trying to get to you. And so again, it's Sunday. Happy Valentine's Day. This has been Jackie R. Hot and Mobile Technology for Out and About. Be smarter than your phone.